You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hi. My name is Blake, and I have just a quick note before we get started. Actually, it's more like a recommendation, because this podcast is an immersive audio fantasy. And what you're about to hear is best experienced with headphones on, imagination on, and everything else turned off. And for this particular episode, headphones are of the utmost importance because today, you and I, well, we're completely blurring the lines between fantasy and reality. An acquaintance of mine in the urbex community, or urban exploration for those of you who may not know, turned me on to the location of an abandoned manor in the Hudson Valley, New York. Now normally, I weave you in and out of my fantastical dreamscapes that rumble in and out of my imagination as I wander through the ruins of America. But today, we're going all in. Nothing but my imagination the whole time. But don't worry, I can set the scene for you, give you a little bit of elusive context. So, close your eyes. I want you to picture a house, a giant yellow house. It's crumbling, falling in on itself, and it's completely full of everything. A life, a whole life, a grandiose staircase, a foosball table, chandeliers, an electric wheelchair, books, photographs, trophies, pill bottles, a child's room with a single roller skate sitting on the floor, surrounded by purple walls, where a portrait of a leopard hangs next to the closet, watching every move you make, and written in black paint is a message on the wall from the person who used to sleep here. And downstairs in the study, next to the giant birdcage and the guitar, on the opposite side of the room from the hearth sits evidence that someone broke the law. And that's not speculative. You can look it up if you can figure out where my fantasy has taken us in the final episode of this season. I'll give you a hint. It's a mansion in the mountains. And it's full of life. But the people who used to live here are nowhere to be found. So let's imagine them together. Welcome to Abandoned, the All American Ruins podcast. The people who used to live here knew I drove for a mountain car service because a friend of a friend told them it was so. So, when the old man in the wheelchair called me up and asked me if I could take him and his eldest granddaughter Clara to the border, to Canada, 
I asked. What are you on the run? And they snapped. What's it to you? In unison, just like that. And I replied, nothing. I was only curious. Because I've always been curious about the people who used to live here. Because the people who used to live here believed that they lived outside the law. That they floated above the rules, that they were indestructible, or so the old man in the wheelchair used to say. He'd say, girls, remember? Girls, remember? We transcend the rule of law. We transcend the rule of law. He'd say, I know all the loopholes. I know all the loopholes. He'd say, I have a better way. I have a better way. Better than they'll ever dream of. And he handed each of his granddaughters a paintbrush, and he urged them, Go paint. Go paint. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. Wherever you want. And the eldest one rolled her eyes, and instead dashed to her room full of medals, and trophies, and achievements, and photographs made with disposable film, choosing a virtual conversation over her grandfather's paintbrush. The patron saint of AOL Instant Messenger, which Facebook eventually devoured without utensils, after the subsequent fall of Yahoo, and MSN, and Ymail, and Ask Jeeves, and the slow, slow rise of Bezos, and the eventual ghost of Jobs, and a new verb called Google. You've got mail. Goodbye. The people who used to live here knew their place in the pecking order, or at least they thought they knew their place in the pecking order, and would do anything to stay there, at all costs. The old man in the wheelchair turned to his youngest granddaughter, Rebecca, and he repeated, Go, paint, whatever you want, wherever you want, whenever you want. So she took hold of the brush and a can of black paint sitting at the edge of the kitchen counter next to her grandfather's pill bottle as she listened to the menacing sound of her eldest sister's door slamming shut and the jarring music of her eldest sister's swivel chair from Office Depot sliding across the floor made of linoleum that looked like wood. And she realized then and there that she was different, that she saw the world differently, that she was not above the rule of law. And she decided, yes, she would paint, but on her own terms, which meant that you and I something in common. She whispered in my ear just before she asked me to take her to the border as she slipped a crisp $100 bill into my hand. A gift from her grandfather. The old man in the wheelchair which he gave her for her 16th birthday. She was to meet a customs guard with whom she'd been engaging in her own virtual conversations in secret with whom she would sneak into Canada, never to be seen again. 
We drove through the fading towns of northern New York and brushed up against the reservation of the Mohawk traditional government, full of charred and splintered buildings, brightly lit casinos, desolate destruction, the massacres and failures of America. And once we reached the bridge, she leapt out of the car and began to cross. But then she turned around one last time and said, I painted the purple wall. Go find it. And I didn't know what she meant until I returned to the broken, crumbling, decaying house, called on once again by the people who used to live here. Their egos faced with county threats of lawsuits and evictions, faced with EPA threats of superfunds and violations, faced with the neighbors' threats of scapegoating and violence, to which the old man in the wheelchair barked, To hell hell with with all of you. As he stood up like magic out of the wheelchair, the master of pretend exposed as he asked his eldest granddaughter, Clara, to come with him. Would you come with me? To find her younger sister, Rebecca, his youngest granddaughter, whom he believed had run away to Canada, where he believed he ought to go as well to transcend the rule of law. Having called on me to drive him and his eldest granddaughter, Clara, to the border, to the river, past the disintegrating towns of northern New York, American Indian reservations full of evaporating buildings, ugly casinos, complete and utter destruction, the picturesque failures of America, where he told me, Don't look back. Don't look back. We'll be fine from here. We'll be fine from here. Don't worry about us. Don't worry about us. Which I hadn't planned on doing anyway, but nodded just the same as he and his eldest granddaughter waded into the river, never to be seen again. I turned my car around and drove back one last time to the broken, crumbling, decaying yellow house of the people who used to live here. I sat in the driveway and listened to the music on the AM radio, Then I got out of my car and walked up the winding staircase in the silence and heat of the golden summer. And I turned left down the hallway and entered the purple room just as the youngest sister and granddaughter Rebecca had instructed. And I looked around, confused, until I turned around and stared directly into the eyes of a leopard hanging on the wall. And then I discovered what she meant when she said, I painted the purple wall. Go and find it. Next to the closet door, there was a message. It said, Madness need not be all breakdown. It may also be breakthrough. And though I never understood what that meant, I trusted that, out of all the people who used to live here, 
she saw something the rest of them could not. I took a penny out of my pocket and placed it, heads up, on the mantel in the downstairs den, covered in cobwebs and filled with unread books and decked out in the mounted heads of dead deer. And I looked across the room and noticed a guitar and a pair of ice skates leaning up against an empty birdcage. I sat down in front of it and closed my eyes and realized that it was beautiful that the people who used to live here lived no more. If you're just tuning in for the first time, welcome to the first season of Abandoned, the All-American Ruins podcast. Join me as I take you on immersive sonic journeys, recounting my expeditions of abandoned spaces across the United States, which I transform into fantastical audio experiences that allow you, dear listener, to dive into my imagination with me, or maybe inspire you to go out and use your own. It's the end of the road for this season, but don't worry. We'll be back in six months or so, venturing further out across the country and around the world to an abandoned fairground in the Berkshires of Massachusetts, an abandoned gravekeeper's hut on the shores of North Carolina, an abandoned gas station in the deserts of California, an abandoned school in the fields of Virginia, an abandoned bakery on the outskirts of Cleveland, Ohio, an abandoned tourist amusement park and roadside market in the foothills of Oregon, an abandoned restaurant at the top of a hill in Portugal, and to the spiritual crossroads of sorts, the place where I remembered that I had once explored an abandoned dairy farm as a child, an abandoned dairy plant, in Allentown, Pennsylvania, and many more. If you don't want to miss it, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I will ask you gratefully one last time this season if you could please rate and review so I can keep feeling the fantasy with you. And tell everyone you know about it, especially those folks who might need a little adventure in their lives. Also, just so you know, this podcast is part of a larger multimedia project called All American Ruins, which features the original blog, as well as episodes from the Hudsey TV series adaptation and other ways to interact. So if you like to read, watch TV, or enjoy amateur photography, 
You can catch up on more of my adventures at allamericanruins.com or follow me on Instagram at allamericanruins. Abandoned, the All American Ruins podcast is hosted, written, edited, and produced by me, Blake File, with studio space courtesy of Radio Kingston, WKNY, AM 1490, FM 1079 in Kingston, New York. Special thanks to Ida Hakala, Jimmy Buff, and Manuel Bloss for the mentorship and encouragement. But most importantly, to you, the listener, for taking the time to explore these abandoned spaces with me. I'll see you next season.